Okay, here we go. Donald Trump, champion of Noahide Law. Yeah, man. During his almost four years in office, Donald Trump has been the greatest supporter of Noahide Law in U.S. history. Yeah. It's insane. Truly, this is insane. This article is dedicated to the observant and traditional Jews, to the growing Noahide movement in the U.S., and, all, and to all Americans of faith. My call to all of you is to personally go to the polls on Tuesday and support President Donald Trump for re-election, and I will explain the reasons for this in the coming paragraphs. Okay. Now, mind you, this is uh, this was in 2020. All right. <clears throat> this election presents two clear choices of how to shape the American moral landscape, one which is based on God's eternal law while allowing for individual freedom and another one based on globalist dogma imposed by the social media and the mainstream media. When Orthodox Jews are asked why they support President Trump, they often list his support for Israel, his defense of religious freedom, including the call to keep houses of worship open during the pandemic, an often ignored aspect of his administration has been its promotion of Noahide laws and values. Okay. Every Torah observant Jew has heard of the seven Noahide law laws. These are the seven very broad universal laws with many ramifications that God imposed on all the nations when Noah came out of the ark. That is not true. Okay. These laws were created by second century rabbis that were into the Talmud. The Talmud was basically calling non-Jews goyim. They look at them as lower class citizens, animals. Okay. Um, look into uh, how they are into uh, pedophilia, designated bondmaids. That's the term. Uh, you're allowed to steal from a, from a non-Jew and not return what you've stolen. You could unalive a non-Jew. Okay. You have debts. To a non-Jew, you do not have to pay it. Okay. They also believe in the Zohar that when their version of the Messiah comes back, each Jew will get um, a certain amount of not uh, Gentile slaves. Okay. So a lot of people don't know about what the Orthodox Jews believe. They believe into the Talmud. Okay which is a very disgusting book. It's basically white supremacy, but in Jewish form. Okay. And if a lot of people actually found out, people would have a very different view of 
the Orthodox Jews who want supremacy over other ethnic groups. Okay. These are the groups that are very hypocritical who say that we should be able to go to your country, but you can't stay in our country. We want you, we should go to your country, stay there and have families, but you can't come to our country, stay there and have families. Okay. It is also in the Talmud that if you want to do harm to a non-Jew, you must do it unknowingly like they did in Israel. Okay. A couple of years ago, it's come out that the Jewish medical staff were euthanizing, <clears throat> I'm sorry, not youth, sterilizing, sterilizing, okay, sterilizing uh, black women, okay, keeping them from getting pregnant, okay, you could look it up, all right, this is the evil that they keep on the down low, Okay. There was also an incident years ago about um, an Israeli medical doctor who took a machine gun and was going from mosque to mosque, unaliving Muslims. Fortunately, the gun jammed, and that gave the opportunity for the wounded Muslims of one particular mosque that this Israeli doctor went to to cause havoc, death, and destruction, and they beat him to death. Till this day, this is this is this Israeli doctor is looked upon as a hero in the Orthodox Jewish community in Israel. Okay, the Israeli government tried to cover up this incident, but it was too late. It got it got out worldwide, and there was public outrage. Okay. I'm telling you this to tell you what we're dealing with with these people who claim to want to have moral laws. But in Tel Aviv, all right, it is just an, it's another gay Atlanta, just the Israeli version and has been pretty much uh, for the rainbow for years, 30 or 50 years, give or take. All right. Israel is also a haven for rabbis who commit pedophilia and are running from the law. So there's a lot of hypocrisy when they want to put up these seven Noahide laws that are not from the God of the Bible, but from their own man-made minds. Okay. They include the prohibition of idolatry. Okay. Forbidden relations, murder, eating the limb of an animal while alive, theft and blasphemy, and the uh, obligation to establish courts of law to punish violators. This is very basic covenant that God signed with every nation to oppo as opposed to the more than complex 613 commandments that the Jewish people must observe. During his almost four years in office, Donald Trump has been the greatest supporter of the Noahide laws in U.S. history. And he must be reelected, if only for that reason. By saying that the president supports the Noahide law, I do not mean to say that he has imposed these laws on the U.S. public, but rather that he has contributed to dismantle 
the liberal media to impose their secularist dogma on the entire population and has defended the rights of Americans who want to live by God's law. Who wants to live by this law? Oh, maniacs who want to kill people because they don't believe in the same faith as you do. Abortion, mass murder, prohibited by the Noahide Covenant. Regard the prohibition of murder, non-Jews are forbidden by the Noahide Law to carry out an abortion. And the doctor performing this procedure must face the death penalty. Rabbans, Meshach Torah, Ilkat, Melakim, chapter 9, verse 6. Even in cases where the life of the mother is at stake, the Tosafas commentary on the Talmud hesitates whether an abortion would be allowed and offers two alternatives, Sanhedrin, 59.a. Oh, yes, they want to have a tribunal of the Sanhedrin to judge you, too. In 1973, Roe v. Wade abruptly removed the right to decide whether to ban abortion from the democratic process and covered it into a constitutional right, thus forcing all states to allow. Okay, sorry about that. All right, forcing all states. Okay. To have have um to allow abortions, while they can still regulate late term abortions. Since this ruling, sixty two million abortions have been performed illegally in the U.S., which averaged over one point three million per year. Interestingly enough, the Constitution is a mute is mute on abortion, which by default would give the authority to the states and their criminal system to deal with abortions. However, the need to impose the liberal agenda on the public has prompted the courts to deny the states the right to criminalize abortions. In the years following this ruling, the only way that a president can influence abortion law is one by appointing Supreme Court justices that are likely to uphold reverse Roe v. Wade or two through certain government policy, though his option tends to be less effective. In addition to appointing two Supreme Court justices with strong abortion stances, the Obama-Biden administration struck down a federal rule issued by Reagan and reinstated by Bush, by reinstated by the Bush administration known as the Mexico City policy that prohibited funding of international family planning clinics that promote abortion. This policy bolstered the federal funding of Planned Parenthood, which saw its budget grow by hundreds of millions of dollars during the Obama administration. Obama also threatened to veto Republican proposal proposal to the House to ban abortions at 20 weeks and the prohibited states for withholding federal funding to organizations on grounds that they may be used to perform abortions. Joe Biden stated in a recent interview, if elected president, he will make Roe v. Wade the law of the land. In addition, his ambiguous answers to questions on whether he plans to pack the court indicate that he will push for this option. His last answer, answer to this question was that he plans to set up a committee that will advise several advise on several issues, including court packing 
is a clear indication he will go for it after Biden packs the court and says the president, Democrats will have an option to override a conservative majority in the court by simply adding more justices after winning an election. This will be this will be not only the end of Noahide law in the U.S., but also of democracy. Trump's abortion policy represents a 180 degree shift from what the Obama Biden era he stopped abortion funding to Planned Parenthood and appointed appointed 220 federal judges <clears throat> judges who favor returning to the states the power to decide on abortion and many other social and criminal matters. Textualist and originalist judges appointed by Trump believe that a judicial interpretation should be limited to a reasonable reading of text of the Constitution and therefore they don't see an inherent constitutional right to abort a fetus, as there is no indication of such right in the text. This jurisprudence allows for fair playing field where both Americans of faith and their opponents in each state can compete for votes in order to decide on this. As soon as Roe v. Wade was overturned, we will see the issue of abortion in state ballots. <clears throat> Same-sex marriage and sodomy, two separate related issues. The act of homosexual relations is clearly forbidden by Noahide law. See Rabim Hilkot, Melakim, nine, chapter 9, verse 7. My thing is like this. You want to do this, but you've been allowing um, homosexuality in Tel Aviv for decades. What What is the point of this? What is the point of this? And you think, you know, your own people won't rebel against this law in Israel? While the Rabbim does not elaborate on whether Noahides are allowed to celebrate same-sex weddings, the German in Hulan 92b brings Ula's interpretation of the verse in Zechariah 11, chapter 11, verse 13. I took the 30 silver coins and threw them into the furnace, as referring to 30 commandments that Noahides accepted upon themselves. It did not fulfill except for the three which they did. They don't write marriage contracts for two men. They don't hang dead bodies for sale in the market. And they honor the Torah. Even if one could argue that this particular section of the Gemara is not halakeliki binding, it is hard to say that the drafting of marriage contracts for two men, which is an act that facilitates and gives legitimacy to the homosexual relations is within the framework of Noahide law. By appointing three originalist justices to the Supreme Court and creating a solid conservative majority, President Trump has paved the way to overturn Obergefell versus Hodges, the ruling that imposed same-sex marriage on all 50 states. Since the text of the Constitution does not make any mention on the matter, the power will go back to the states on this as well. By backing the court and adding as many liberal justices as needed, Joe Biden will do exactly the opposite. It is interesting to know that even homosexual relations were forbidden in several states until the Supreme Court decided to strike to struck down state sodomy laws as unconstitutional in Lawrence versus Texas. The reasoning for this ruling was the same as Roe v. Wade. The dubious idea that there's a hidden right to privacy behind the due process clause of the 14th amendment in prior ruling Bowers versus Hardwick in 1986, the Supreme court had upheld the constitutionality of 
torture sodomy laws. In his opinion, supporting this ruling, Chief Justice Warren Burger cited the ancient roots of prohibitions against homosexual sex, quoting William Blackstone's description of homosexual sex as an infamous crime against nature, worse than rape, and a crime not fit to be named. Berger concluded to hold that the act of homosexual sodomy is somehow protected as a fundamental right would be to cast aside millennia of moral teaching extracted from Wikipedia's article on Bowers versus Hardwick. The statement was made only 34 years ago, but it is unimaginable that a, a, that any public official would make such a statement today. My thing is this, right? So what's going to happen when a Sanhedrin is uh, caught doing the same thing? Because, you know, these these people, like I said, they're big time hypocrites. All right. And anything they condemn, they're doing it themselves. All right. Theft, law and order versus chaos and looting. After the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis in May 2020, mobs from Black Lives Matter and other radical left-wing groups have stormed American cities with violent protests, including mass lootings of local stores. President Trump enact, reenacted by, reacted by sending federal troops to stop the looting and damage of private and federal property. This effort was welcomed by several Democratic mayors and governors, but not by the left-wing media. Theft is one of the seven Norhai laws and Non-Jews are punished for this violation, even if they steal less than a pruda, an ancient copter coin whose current value is close to 20 Israeli Argara today. At the beginning of the Fashkat Norak, the Torah says that the main factor leading God to bring the flood was the fact that the massive theft took place in those days. See Rashi and Targum and Kelos at the beginning of the parasha, which translates the word Hamas or Hatafin. While Joe Biden has condemned the violence during the protests, the Democrat convention used this group as a slogan and sold the narrative of structural racism to the American public in a way to justify the looting. Just like Democratic mayors, Democratic mayors who are not able to stand up to the violent rioters, Joe Biden will not be allowed by his coalition partners to repress the violent protests and chaos is likely to reign several large cities reign in several large cities during his administration okay with the exception perhaps of ever a mim haha the u.s legal system does not allow the imposition of these laws as the federal government is prevented by the first amendment to regulate religious practices. However, one thing we can say for a fact is that while religious groups are being targeted and coerced by many local and state governments to accept their liberal agenda, the Trump administration has stood firmly on the side of by issuing hundreds of amicus briefs and executive orders to advance religious freedoms, including the rights of small religious communities. One famous example is his call to open houses of worship during the pandemic, while the globalist Democrat governors made every effort to criminalize religious gatherings. Other emblematic example is his administration's support of Jake Phillips, a religious bakery owner who was harassed by the state of Colorado for refusing to bake a wedding cake for, two, for a gay couple. Concluding words, unfortunately, Americans who hold biblical beliefs have been in retreat from the public square and the 
last few decades. As globalist liberals and their allies in the media continue to impose their secular dogma on the entire population, if Trump loses his political his political death will carry the propagation of the Noahide and biblical ethics to its coffin. Yeah. In this period of darkness, we trust God's eternal light will illuminate the minds of every American approaching the polls this Tuesday. I wish to conclude this article by quoting the rabbi's final lines in Egret Temen, a letter of encouragement he sent to Yeshiva Jewish community after forced conversion decrees were imposed on them. And he will darken with his wrath and in his power all those who rise against us, and he will illuminate our darkness as he promises for us. For behold, the darkness has filled the earth and gross darkness the nations, and over you God will shine and his glory will be seen by you. Unfortunately, look, um, this is uh, this is psychotic, all right? And it's it's not the God that they <laughs> it's not, it's not the God that they that they uh, that they claim to serve. This, this is some psycho crap, all right. And what I just told you about the Talmud, you already know what their what their agenda is. All right, hold on one minute. All right, I'm back. So let me show you what these guys are about. This is Rabbi. This is Rabbi Cham Kaufman admits about what he admits about the Noahide laws. complex questions you know and not everything's going to apply some things will apply to a non-jew that won't apply to a jew some things were more stringent some things were, were more lenient but you know what the bottom line is what's the punishment this is what this is what ticks people off also and that's why you listen <laughs> well what, what's the punishment if you transgress the no-hide laws death right. now technically speaking i see anyone in a church you know and they they're bowing down they're a non-jew i can shoot them You heard him. That, that's that's what he said. That's what he said. You see the next one.
This is Rabbi Yosef Mizrashi. Six billion don't deserve to live. Have six billion idol worshippers who makes God angry every second of their life. Indian, Chinese, Japanese, uh, Tibet, Nepal, uh, uh, Thailand. So many. India alone is 500 million. China is 2 billion. You guys aren't idol worshippers? Hmm? You don't put your nation state pride and racism before, uh, before God? You don't go around and calling uh, Ethiopian Jews the N-word? Hmm? Hmm. You don't worship the color of your skin? You don't practice uh no uh supremacy thinking your ethnic group is better than another? Hmm. All right. Uh, so many two billion Christians which are idol worshippers. Between Chinese, Indian, Hindus, Buddhist, and Christian, at least six, six and a half billion people. This is who Trump, this is who Trump sold us out for. This is who Trump sold us out for. People are idol worshippers that according to the Torah do not have the right to live. Idol worshipper Goy, it's that penalty. Not only Jews. Even a Goy who bow down to an idol, who, be who believe in JC, deserve death penalty all right this will probably be part one i'll do part two soon all right i'm putting this on my anchor and rumble later